Hey yo, it's your girl Sika bringing you Sika Talks the podcast, and we're back with another episode. I know, ladies and gentlemen, I've been like off the game for like this past couple weeks, but please, like you know, guys, I love y'all so much because y'all don't be coming at my head and let me know that I'm slacking, even though you should. Some of you do, and ask me to like be hey, sales, like what's going on? You haven't dropped anything, so I appreciate that. But on and all, I'm back with another episode. And this episode is really cute. It's really like, I love it because I love the person who I'm doing it with. So that's the most important thing. But just for starters and just for starters, I just wanted to touch on part in a few things. With this episode, it just brings everything full circle. As in, like, don't burn bridges. Regardless of, like, you know, most of us will go ahead in life and just, like, cut people off based on the different places that we're going, thinking that, oh, I would never need anybody else or anybody from this part of my life or anything of that sort. Don't do that. You know, these this people, yes, obviously people comes come in time and season and stuff like that. So that is a completely different thing. I'm focusing on you just thinking that you're never going to need anybody. So, okay, I'm done with this city. I'm done with this place. I'm done with this job. So I'm just going to cut everybody off. Don't do that because you really never know where or how people could come back into your life and how you could help each other. Like, we are not meant to be on this world to be alone. The Bible says it is not good for men to be alone. So, yeah, that part. You're not meant to be, like, all about yourself and what you can gain from others. And that's it. No, because at some point you're going to need people. So just be a good person, you know, get some no Jesus. The real Jesus, not the Jesus that allows that, tells people. I don't know which Jesus that is. But, you know, like, some people carry the cross of being Christians, but they don't act like it. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about the real Jesus that's going to transform you and allow you to like shine and be the salt and the light that he has called us to be. Yeah, I know I was going to bring the Jesus in this anyways, okay? But with this episode, this is episode about doing good and feeling good. I love that title. This is a little cute, cute. But with this episode, like... The person I brought on is actually doing something really, 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 like, inspired. Um, And as I said, I'm going to bring the Bible in it. The Bible tells us to not grow weary in well-doing. You know, we are called to be in certain places to help other people. Like, you're not brought into certain places just to flaunt your titles and whatever you gain out of it. If you're in a place where you could help and you're not helping... Well, that's between you and your maker. I'm not here to tell you anything, but I'm just saying hello. Um, but yes, so this young woman, okay, we went to college together, SESU. I was not for life just for that time period. But <laughs> at, when we're at college, we were both resident advisors. Will we ever do it again? No. She continued, but she gonna talk about that life because I don't know why she did it. But anyways, um, she on our staff, she really was the one that we always had to like pull away and pull back because she gets to like a thousand really quickly. There was a lot of different personalities. That's why that's one thing I love about resident life because it was a lot of it helped you learn how to deal with different people. Like, it pushed you to, like, get out of your comfort zone. Number one, as a resident advisor, you have to work with a team in close before you're actually able to work with the actual students, the residents. And that was a story for another day because some of y'all, if you listen to my podcast, I want to fight. Just kidding. I'm born again. But <laughs> I still want to fight. <laughs> But that she was really that girl because she was funny. Like, you could hear her laugh from the basement, from Con Hall, from the student center, from the library, and she would be in the parking lot all the way by Schwartz. Like, no, Brunel. Because <laughs> <laughs> Schwartz was close. <laughs> like, that she 
was be that girl. And just recently, okay, her man put a ring on it, and she's a wifey, so her last name is changed to a D. She gonna make a joke about that, guys. I apologize in advance because that's who she is. As I said, she gets to a thousand so quickly. But ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Nikki Tate. Is it Dur is it Durant? Because like you know, the French in me wanna say like Durant, like Nikki he Durant. Is. He's French Canadian. Oh my god. It is Durant. 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 Nikki mm -hmm. Durant. She changed the T for the D. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Yo. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And the joke is that Nikki gets the D. But I don't have joke. Real life. Hey. Listen, the marital bed is undefiled, so it's okay for her to say. Oh, oh that feels so good. I'm so grateful. Like, I love this. Thanks like, for asking. I'm honored. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop it. I've rolled out the red carpet for you. It was <laughs> to me. It feels so good. I'm so happy and just proud of where you are and doing this podcast. It's it's truly amazing. So like the pleasure is really mine. I was shocked. I was like, Sally? Really? Oh hell yeah. I'm going on this podcast. But it's true what you said about not not burning bridges. Because you mm -hmm. never know like who you remembered when you might need help or if you need a favor or something that you think of and it connects you to that person that you went to school with, you know, X amount of years ago. It's, 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 look where we are. It's 2023. Like it's, it's insane. Yeah. Who would have thought? It's so crazy. Mm -hmm. I think I like, I don't know. I was just having this moment the other day because, like, I was calling, I was scrolling down Twitter, and was it Twitter or Snapchat? I just saw this. I just saw this person, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, I'm so happy for them. And I was just like, "Girl, you need to get it together." Like, what's wrong with you? Because I, I sometimes just genuinely be so happy for people. Yeah. That like, I had to think. I I like think it back in my head. Like, yo, are you okay? <laughs> But it's just like, no, I'm really like so happy for this person because I think as a person, sometimes if you've been through different things and you see people getting out of a certain area or you just see them thriving in something, it's like, oh my God, this is so beautiful that you like in this in this um part of your life. Mm -hmm. Just like with your engagement and your wedding, like, girl, I almost shed the tear. Like, remember when I keep posted the picture? I was like, oh my God, yeah. I can scream your mouth was wide open and i could just laugh yes you were all all over it i it was but it's true like i i feel like it also makes us happy with who we are to be mm -hmm. genuinely happy for that other person exactly. and it's and it's and it's honest it's real it's warm it's authentic to actually be happy for what that person has gone through. Like my exes, every ex that I've had has gone on to do honestly bigger and better, greater things. And I'm generally so happy for them because each chapter in our lives was meant to be that chapter. Mm -hmm. and it's meant to stay as that is. Like it's meant to be during that time for that reason. So, but it's very true. And I think it speaks to what kind of person you are and because you've always been just optimistic, so happy. You want to talk about me laughing? Let me tell you, Sally was always the one dancing in the middle of the lobby. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you and Kelsey came up with our um, our dance routine for Farnham Hall. Remember when we had the Hall, not Hall Olympics, it was like when was we were all doing training i'm pretty sure you and chelsea right with some yeah it was a <laughs> oh my god 
So you're talking about me laughing. Listen, I had a lot to laugh about. It was a really good staff. It was a really good staff. And there was a lot of growth during that period as well. Mm, that there a lot of growth. And there's a lot of things that I've grown to see differently and just to uh, appreciate more. And it really is just thanks to the people that we've worked with and the different kind of personalities that we came in contact with. So I thank you guys for putting me through the mud, the good times, the bad times. Thank you to everything from A to Z. Thank you. Shout out to y'all. I still want to fight though. Just kidding. <laughs> Today, so I just give a background story. Um, so I was minding my business on social media, and then I saw that Nikki posted um something on her page, and it was, and she was asking people um if they had extra or um hair product that they no longer use and they were willing to donate so i was like hmm, this is really interesting and i was like dang man i just threw all my extra stuff away that's like the first thing i thought about <laughs> um and then number two i was like oh what is she doing um so i look on the page and i see that man stand over here created a nonprofit organization mm -hmm. um, entitled Kids Girls. So I'm just like, oh my God, I would love for you to come on the platform because that's one thing about Sika Talks. Like, yes, I talk about faith. I talk about Jesus. I talk about the Bible. I talk about all of that. But you can only apply that in real life, you know? Like, so me being allowing this platform to be a place where people could talk about their faith journey, but also talking about their purpose and how they are stepping into that and the good things that they are doing, you know, because someone might hear this podcast and may be able to connect you to somebody or by be able to help you in some, some kind of way. Like I had a conversation with a corporate lawyer um, a couple episodes ago. It's just like, I was connected to him, but a friend, and we ended up having a great conversation. And he was just like, Look, if you ever need help, like <laughs> when it comes to the laws, you know, I got you because at the end of the day, what is my use of having this platform? Just talk, 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 and not actually doing anything about it, you know? Um, so yeah, so that is why I have Nick's here. So she could tell us more about kids' curls and how that came about. So how about you start off by giving us a little background about yourself like career-wise your life who are you I feel like we've been days. <laughs> uh let's see so career-wise i have a master's in public health and um an ra life kind of helped us so we did a lot of programming while being in being a ra um, and that kind of just, I feel like we were just always in programming and public health is very program outreach, um, health, behavioral now, um, mental health is such a big thing now that, you know, I just got used to doing programming for, for so long. And, um, so I recently moved to New Jersey and I was stuck. I felt like I was stuck in this like res life pigeon hole because even after my master's, I worked in res life, but for a I'm sorry, college. Did you just say pigeon hole? <laughs> <laughs> I felt pigeonholed. Like that means like small. <laughs> Proceed. Well, I be saying things. I'm just like, I hope this fits. <laughs> I hope this fits into the sentence. Um, oh God, you could always scratch that, but no, it's, I think it's been. <laughs> but I always 
like I felt like I got lost into the res life world and I didn't do, even though I had my master's, I didn't practice like the public health in res life. So, uh, and I finally, so now I am, now I do, I work at the Patterson Department of Health and I investigate how people get sick. So if you go to a restaurant or if you're traveling and you come back and you got the stomach bug or whatever, and say you go to the doctors or urgent care and they do a couple tests on you and they actually find out, they put a name to how you're sick. I kind of, I'll call you up and just ask, did you eat in any places? And if that's true, then I make a referral to get a health inspector out to that restaurant, just to making sure that they're practicing their hygiene protocols, uh, food standards are up to date, things like that. So that's like my day to day type of thing. But what, and I guess I can start off by saying, so my, my husband, my husband's very, my husband, he, he does a lot of like side projects, right? So mm-hmm. he also has his full-time job as a teacher and then he coaches and then more and then more. Wow. He has like three other projects. Like I would come home from work and just not have anything to do. I didn't feel purposeful, even though the work that I was doing on my, on my, you know, nine to five job felt okay you know, I still see that as just a job, not as like a passion or, you know, as part of my life. Um, so to that, I grew up in a very predominantly white, small town. I was born in Staten Island. My mom's from DR. My dad is white. Parents divorced. My dad actually stayed. He moved to the Bronx. And my mom moved up north, like a hour or so away from the um, Bronx. And it was really hard, like in a sense of trying to fit in. Because back then, and even now, like you see everybody straighten their hair. It was blonde hair. It was, you know, even body size. Like you were, they were skinny, skinny, blonde, straight hair. That's just how it was. And, you know... I remember when I was able to actually use a hair straightener and do my own hair, I started straightening my hair every day, probably from like fifth grade to when I transferred to uh, SCSU, which is 20, let's say like spring 2014. Like that's almost a decade of just straightening and just crisping my hair and um and growing up like my if my mom wasn't around if she had to work or if we would go to my dad's house on the weekends he didn't know how to do my hair like he didn't know to put product in it he didn't know because my mom she used to put like the uh, pigtails and then like finger coil the rest so i had these little like pigtails coming out like my dad didn't do that he just either let it air dry naturally or just put it up in a bun so i have pictures like christmas pictures like family photos of everyone looking great and then my hair was just not done it was just not kept and um so that you know i was teased a lot in school because of my hair you know i've been told it looks like a bee's nest you're i used to wear my hair in a bun every day. If I didn't straighten it, it'd be in a bun. Uh, if I wore it naturally one day, I would, again, it would be like half up, half down. So you didn't see like all the front curly pieces. It was just pulled back. Whatever it was, I tried to hide my curls as much as possible. And, and again, it wasn't until I went to college to where I started seeing different types of hair textures styles curl patterns diversity like that was a big thing like growing up in a predominantly white town like it was probably me and like maybe four other students of uh, color and that's it 
who also straightened their hair. So it wasn't, I didn't really have a good example of what being natural is like. Because even my mom, she got her hair uh, relaxed for a very long time, still does it. So I'm the only one in my family who has chosen to go natural. Which leads me to, you know, I know a girl whose husband is black. She is white. Their daughter is mixed. And I, you know, she posts pictures. Again, those Christmas pictures, those Easter bunny pictures. And everybody looks great. The outfits are cute. The girls are cute. But for some reason, like I, every time I see their daughter, I kind of see myself in their daughter because adorable, but the hair was just not done. Like you can tell there was no product in it and it was probably very frizzy and humid and it just didn't look good. And I don't, and that's another thing, like you don't know a person's background or where they come from or how they're raised or their parenting styles. But I really felt for that family and for this child because they probably still live in a predominantly white town to where, unfortunately, microaggressions and stereotypes are still happening in this world. And I wanted to, like, email her to say, hey, like, I would love to just show you how to do curly hair with no judgment at all. It was mainly just me trying to prevent all the possibilities of of her child being bullied in school. Like, that's how I felt. Because if I had somebody kind of show me how to do curly hair or show my dad or even my mom, um, I think it'd be a lot different. I do feel like you need to see people that you resemble with in order to feel comfortable with yourself. So, and then that was back in January and one day at work, don't tell, well, if they hear, I don't think they will, but if they, one day at work during lunch, I made like a logo. I was just like, what if I, I don't know, like what it would be like. So I called my friend and I was just like, hear me out. Curly hair education for parents and children. She was like, oh, that's it. Like that's, you You have to do that. And I didn't. So like months went by and like planning the the wedding, <laughs> I didn't. Like I kept it in like I'm also I'm a type of person I'm also slow when it comes to change I like change but not too fast and I felt like I couldn't do not change I know (laughs) believe it or not I'm slow when it comes to change I don't I don't like I don't head towards it I kind of just like drift my feet like I drag my feet towards the towards the way that I feel like I was being called to. I was like, no, no. Like, like I didn't, I didn't believe that I thought of something that could actually have meaning. Mm. I don't know. It was very, it was very weird. I didn't think, I honestly didn't think it was worth it. I was just like, Oh, like people, they can find this or this must be like another nonprofit out there. And I did some searching and there wasn't. There was one in Kansas that does hair braiding for adoptive children and children in foster care. Yeah. Which I thought was very inspiring. I thought it was a beautiful thing. She started it in like 2009, I think. It's been going on for a very long time. But I'm still just searching curly hair interracial nothing i couldn't find anything at least in this area that you know that you don't have to spend like an an arm and a leg for like curly hair stylists props to them like they know how to color they know how to cut curly hair but it's a very expensive thing to do like around here if i go to a curly hair place 
I'm spending no more. I'm probably spending more than $120 plus. Like, and that's just like, I think the cheapest I found for just a curly cut and a style was a hundred dollars and a hundred dollars is a lot. Like that's a lot of money. In Biden's and economy, it sure is. Yes, it really is. And that just leaves a lot of people with financial hardships or different statuses that can't afford what their counterparts can. And, you know, I'm not a hair care licensed professional, but I do know the basics of curly hair. I know when to deep condition. I know what brushes to use to style. I know what products. Like I've tried them all. Like when I first started transitioning from straight hair to curly hair, 2014, I went to a curly hair place in New Haven. Shout out to Lavina. Hello. <laughs> and she really walked me through of what it was like. It was what it was like. And I started crying. Like I cried because my hair I felt for the first time was so beautiful and she cut a lot off because a lot of it was damaged and I needed to start. Yeah. You have to start over again. So I was comfortable enough to do it and we did it. And that is kind of just, you know, her prices, prices back then were a lot better than what they are now. But if I can just give families that easy curly hair care, um, education that does not need to spend $120, then I would love to do it. If that means improving children's mental health and also improving their personal cultural identity, then sign me up. Because for a long time, I wasn't comfortable with what my background was. It was a very long time where I struggled with, you know, being mixed. So I wasn't Dominican enough and I clearly was not 100% white and that was what people were trying to fit me into this box and didn't allow me to kind of make my own way and it took me a long time to come to terms with who I am I identify as a Latina and yeah and I don't want you know any I don't, I'm trying to reduce the amount of mental health challenges and personal conflicts that children now have. And I feel like hair is a really big thing when it comes to that, right? Like hair frames the face. It, in a way, like plans your outfits. Like, are you wearing a turtleneck? Are you going to put your hair up? Are you going to put it down? It's crazy of how much revolves around hair and the beauty industry like i feel like hair and makeup will, will always be top tier of what like beauty is and i think finally there's a lot of brands and creators that are coming out with natural products for kinky curls for coily for curly wavy black owned brands, mixed brands, brands for kids. And it's, it's really great to, to see it finally flourishing. Um, you know, I wish we had that back then, but we can do is rewrite our wrongs and just be better. Um, so that's very long. But that's how kids curls kind of started. And I created a um, a Facebook post on my town's page, just, you know, explaining where I came from, how I felt about um, curly hair, what I have to offer. And I was really just looking for like a couple of families that would be willing to have me in their home to do their hair. And, and because that's what we do. Like we go into families' homes, we meet them where they're, where they're at. And, um, oh, I surpassed that. Probably, I probably got like 20 messages of just moms and parents reaching out saying that they struggle with their child's hair. I have twins. My daughter has straight hair. My youngest has super curly hair and it's dry 
you know, there was a lot of also negative words when discussing curly hair on their child. Um, you know, I think a lot of, I think the stereotype is that curly hair is hard and difficult. Uh, it's dry. It's not a professional, you know, every school picture that I went to, my mom always blew it out. So it was always straightened um, for job interviews. I used to straighten it. So that's another thing. Part of our program is just kind of educating parents on the being mindful of the words they use when talking about their child's hair. Because at the same time, like we don't want our children to feel like they're a burden and be like, oh, my hair is so hard. Like it's going to take mom hours to do it. Or mom's not here, so dad has to do it. And dad has no idea how to do curly hair. So what I'm trying to, you know, gear towards curly hair is warm. It's a mystery. It's diverse. It adds layer. It's just, it's cute. Like you don't need to grab a curling iron to curl it. It's naturally <laughs> curly. And just embracing it in all aspects of life. And it's been really great so far. It's been really awesome. I made a Instagram page called kids, K-I-D-Z dot curls, K-U-R-L-Z, kids dot curls. And um, so I've been, I have that and I have a couple sponsorships from curly hair places that donated hair products uh, because part of our program, when we go into the child's home, we give parents a curly hair starter kit which is a trial size um trial size of the products that i would use that day they get a tangle teaser hairbrush and a microfiber towel because curls and normal towels and cotton do not mix it dries out your curls and it creates that frizz more that's again it's just it's little mindful things that can change the health of your hair like that. Like who would have thought like, oh, a cotton towel does not work, but a microfiber does. And here's why. Um, so I got a lot of product uh, donated, which was awesome. And yeah, so this week I have about like four scheduled. We also do Zoom calls. So we start off with the half hour Zoom calls with the parents and the child, just for them to get to know me, for me to get to know them and just kind of see like, what are your, I don't like the word goals, but what are your, like, what do you want to get out of this program? Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I go to their homes and then it's, I use a teach back method. It's kind of what I do. You do because also when you're at the hair, the, when you're at, when you're in the chair, the hairstylist, they're doing your hair. Like they don't really teach you, like you don't grab the brush in front of them and do your own lips. Um, so which, what I struggled with, even with curly hair. Um, so I do that and then they get their curly hair starter kit and they get a video recording of that day so that parents can always look back to see, you know, okay, how did she do it? And how did I do it? Because obviously it's not going to be the first, it's not going to be the last time that they style their child's hair. Um, yeah. And it's not just for moms too. It's for dads. Um, you know, I've been getting a lot of girls, but I know there are boys with curly hair too, that I'd be happy to come to your home and help you out with. Yeah. Um, but it's been really positive thus far. So I'm excited to see where we, where we go with it. Um, you know, maybe it'll turn into a full-time thing, but for right now, I'm just taking it day by day. Uh, I'm doing a tabling event in Hackensack uh, a month from now. So it's very exciting. It's a wellness so fair. Yeah, it's a wellness fair. And um, yeah, so I'm just going, I'm going to do a demo on site as well while talking to, to uh, parents about what we have to offer. And yeah, so it's like, this is where I found my, my purpose and while still using public health and using that even like using things I learned as being a RA 
Like you never know. You just <laughs> took everything I just took with me and like, here we are. <laughs> it's like, crazy. Yeah, I mean, suffer and I'm going to pull everything, everything, everything. <laughs> everything. I'm just going to put it in one pot and just here it is. But it's been great so far. I feel really blessed and uh, very thankful for the people that donated so many products. I even had people that I haven't spoken to in years and they're like, how can I get this to you? And I'm like, I'll even pay for the cost to get it shipped here. But you just yeah. need to mail it to me. Yes. And it was so great because curly hair products also, it's trial That's and error. Yeah, I have so many products. I was like, this is crazy. So now I have a rule. If I buy it, I got to use it because it's also very expensive. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. Like, it's unfortunate that good products and quality products are the most expensive kind, but that's how life is. So I'm trying to find, you know, brands that are in Walmart, Target, that are affordable to honestly, everyday hardworking people and people who can't afford those extra things or families who can't afford to put food on the table for everybody. Um, and it's been, honestly, it's been, it's been good so far. Knock on wood. It's been really great. Uh, yeah, I think eventually we'd apply for a 5013C, but that becomes a whole like legality thing, which I'm not comfortable with like when it comes to legal thing that's why I like hit me up that lawyer you can get that lawyer here because listen <sighs> listen it has to happen at some point you know yeah if you have a lot of things if you have a lot of responsibilities like a lot is going to be required out of you basically so it's just like as he said, like even thinking about you having that idea was something that you couldn't put like your foot towards it because it's like me, how would I think about something like this? Like that mm -hmm. is something I feel like the, that is why that is why the world is is in the state that it is in because you're probably not the the only person that has thought of something and it's just like. Mm. Yeah, I'm doing too much. Like, who would even? But it's something that somebody needs. And um, even touching up on hair, like hair in the Bible, they talk, they talk about the hair is considered your glory. So hmm. it's so much attached to hair um, when it comes to us. Like even I remember there was this meme on social media that talked about like, all I need is to get my hair done and I'm going to be back to myself. Like, you know, even down for me, like with my podcast, when I was doing YouTube, I always used to be for my hairstylist because it's like, sis, why are you so booked up? I get it. Get your money. But hi, I need, mm -hmm. I need my hair done. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'll push back. I'll push back podcasts because I didn't feel comfortable being in front of a camera because my hair's not done. And then God mm -hmm. was like, hi, I didn't call you to, like, this is not about you and what you look like. Okay. I need you to put this stuff out. So, you know, but it's like, it's such a big part of us, as you mentioned, like, it shapes everything. And um, in the women's conference that I went to a couple weeks ago, um, the prophetess, the first lady of the church, she brought her natural hairstylist to like give us some gems about like natural hair and stuff like that. And she also attached like hair to like mental health. And it's like how, oh God, I'm trying to remember the sickness she mentioned that was like mainly is like women of color are coming out with, is it? I'm gonna have to like, is it Lupita? Is it hair loss? Yeah, it like it ties to hair loss, and it's mainly women of color that have been diagnosed with that disease. Um, Alopecia. Yes, I didn't want to butcher the name, so I thank you yeah. for saying mm -hmm. it because I knew what the word was, but I didn't want to say it because I knew I was gonna break it. Down. 
it it relates to stress. Yeah. One of the causes stressors. And as a woman of color, it's like women have their own stresses, right? People of color <laughs> have their own stresses. Now put the two to two together. And then on top of that, family. How are you perceived if you're a mother of color? How are your kids perceived? What is your marriage life? What is your job? Do you even work? Do Are you respected in your job? All the stressors that women of color have to go through. And now you want to, and now, damn, my hair is falling out. It It's just, there's a lot of barriers and cultural barriers that, are around hair and especially natural hair Mm -hmm. and especially hair that you know i i love seeing when women rock natural fros in the workplace and not putting it into braids or not getting a silk press but it took a very long time for that to happen. And I'm sure in the workplace, you're getting microaggressions and it's kind of like, just let people be who they are. You would think by now that we would have it down pat, but no, that, I mean, I can bring politics into it, but we're not going to touch that. <laughs> make it please, make it please. <laughs> Like the Crown Act, like that was like what was that should have never been a thing. Right. That should have never have had to be nothing. But it never. is was and that was just recently. Mm-hmm. Like that was just recently. Like the because something happened. Was it Boston? I think it is Boston. I think it's Massachusetts that something happened. I think it was in Mass. It's I yeah, I feel like I've heard of this being in Mass. Yeah, I think it was Mass. Like even even locks like that still gets a big stereotype and it's just like damn like it's so crazy because it's like you would think it's only in like the western world but even i could tell you back home in ghana Mm -hmm. like i can't say africa so whole i can speak about my country back home in ghana like if you have locks they perceive you as Oh, you're a ruffian. You're bad. You're terrible. Terrible. You like you're a weed smoker. Oh, we got like right. eyes on you. And it's just like, where did that mindset come from? Because right. to some people, they would think like, oh, motherland, so everything natural, and yeah, even back then, I think they are now easing up more on it. But I also think that religion tied to that perception that people have for people with locks because this is bible verse that talks about men shouldn't have long hair and then oh does it okay so but then you also see people talk about well samson had long hair so what you talking about but it's just like people's (laughs) people's this is what it like this is when like the whole religion talk and everything gets so like sticky and heavy right. because it's just like that should not be the focus. Like why are you judging the person by their hair and by what they look like? Mm-hmm. If like that's one thing like when it gets really touchy because it's like you have to look at the passages of the Bible, the pre, the con, and the middle, and the context, and who they were addressing those things to. But some people just take it out of context and just trying to like put people in the box, and that's not what the Bible is about. Oh, totally. I feel like so, some people can hide behind the Bible and use it as well. The Bible says it, so it has to be. But to what extent, right? Like people can interpret that certain passage however they want you're it's either going to be extreme or someone might look at it and be like eh, okay and just keep, and just keep it moving it's the ones that are extreme with it i think hurts a lot of people in the end mm-hmm. it does yeah and especially children so you know 
if you're reading the Bible, just, just don't read it with your eyes. You need the Holy Spirit. To <laughs> Pray before and you. And I'm going to look at that. <laughs> Pray before you read the Bible. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's all But back to kids, girls. But it's like, just wanted to add something else because I just think like when it comes to hair, hair is so, like I'm using my email words, it's so ambiguous because, mm-hmm. come on now, <laughs> because you could have, um, when I first started Sika Talks, I had um, my homegirl, Kayla. I don't know if you ever met Kayla. Um, did she? What is she? No, oh, she committed. Kayla. Uh. She is Dominican, and um, I had her in one of my first YouTube videos, and she's she is Dominican, and she spoke about how she was the one that like wanted the curls and they wanted to straighten up her hair, and she talked about how her her well now fiance is mm. black, right? Her being Dominican. Um, she grew up to hear different things about like, and she talked about the history of the um, Dominican Republic where they had something where they had, they wanted the women and the men to keep the um, the heritage pure, meaning mix, up with, your own, mix mm-hmm. up with your own kind of people. Um, and then the and whole the better. Yeah, exactly. Um, and she is, she's kind of, she's, yeah, she's like your skin complexion. She's a little toasted. I like to like toasted almond. (laughs) And even hearing stories like that, it's like, wow, like that, um, that whole like notion of like white is better, white is pure is really like detrimental to everybody, to all all ends of the world. It's not just like in the black, black community or like, yeah. it's just everywhere. Cause even within the white folks, they like look at what happened um, with the Jewish community and the Germans. So it's just like, what is really, what is really considered pure? What is really considered, you know? Right. So I just think that that when it comes like to hair, even down to race, um and down to like ethnicity like it's so much like people we are complex like black could mean so many different things yeah white could mean so so many different things and that's why i just be telling people get some jesus because the world we're trying to put you in the box and you yourself will feel like you don't fit in it's like i can't fit in here i can fit in there i can fit in there so you just need to be part of the kingdom of God because in that there's no color. It's just one happy big family. It's supposed to be okay. Don't well, tell me about the other people on the other side. I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like hair is so ambiguous. No, it's very true. Mm-hmm. And like, and the thing about curly hair being um, a Dominican. They do blow out. Let me tell you, when you're walking down the street, where do you get your hair done? A Dominican hair salon. Want to why? Because they put the rollers up and they <laughs> and they pull your neck back until your head is about to come off. <laughs> they burn your scalp. They but they will make it straight. They will make it straight because again, straight hair. Every it goes back to like the thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago of like European beauty standards. And, you know, for my wedding, I went curly hair. I slicked it back and I did a low ponytail. I added curly hair extensions because my hair is short, but I kept it curly. And my grandmother, she made a comment. She was like, why you no straighten hair? And I was like, because I don't want to straighten my hair. She didn't get it that, like, she is obviously older and, you know, Grandparents be saying some crazy things. <laughs> when they old, the looser the tongue is, they gonna say what they gonna say. <laughs> it's like it's like they have no care. They're like, eh, I'm eighty. <laughs> but she was saying like, why I didn't straighten my hair? And 
what I love about my husband, I think it's an, and I also think it's important that you have people around you that obviously love you for who you are, but mm-hmm. actually in the, in the times that it matters. And he asked me, he was like, he didn't ask me, he told me, he was like, so you're going like curly hair for your wedding, for our wedding, it's my wedding, but for <laughs> our wedding, right? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I thought about straightening. He was like, no, I met you as curly and I want to marry you as curly. And I was like, oh. okay, <laughs> Monsieur Durand. <laughs> I was like, okay, yes, sir. <laughs> but it made it a lot easier because I don't hide myself. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, um, and I don't want our children to hide themselves either, especially to transfer themselves to fit in to either a boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, their friends, especially that because Mm -hmm. it's cliche, but there are a lot of fish in the sea. (laughs) There are. And I do believe that there is, somebody for someone and yeah Yeah, no it's uh yeah but that's amazing so uh what was i gonna say can you please tell the people how they could help how they could donate what they could do yes so Oh, yes. So you can visit our Instagram page and have a, a have a follow at kids, K-I-D-Z dot curls, K-U-R-L-Z. Follow us, like our content, because we are still growing. It's only been four weeks. Um, I saved our Amazon wish list link there. There's still some hairbrushes and towels and leave-in. Uh, and gels that you can purchase and donate. That'd be awesome. Um, And honestly, just trying to get the word out there. So if you feel like you want to share our profile or share a story or a post, please do. Um, Because now I think we're just trying to build it up so people know that we are here. And, you know, if you are a curly hair specialist that would like to donate your time into cutting curly hair, uh, reach out to me at Nikki at kidscurls.org, N-I-K-K-I at kidscurls.org, because I think eventually I have something in the works of trying to do like a hair cutting, hair curly cut event, uh, because I don't cut hair. Um, cause cuts are very important when it comes to curly hair. So if you know any curly hair specialists or any stylists out there that know how to work with curly hair and are curly hair trained, email me, let's link up. Um, this will be coming out of the goodness of your heart and helping those who cannot afford a trip to the hair salon. And that is all. Oh, oh. <laughs> And I love how, like, you were really, like, prophesying into this because you you keep saying we, 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 and you're really doing this work by yourself. But it's like, your team is coming. (laughs) It's coming. You're going to grow so big. And then you're going to grow so big. And then you're going to need people. You're going to need people. People are going to, like, run. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to participate. I want to volunteer for this trivial. Right? Internship. You need an internship. I'd be happy to sign off those hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speak of me, you. This podcast is gonna. Sorry, I'm so proud. I I can't say it enough. I'm speechless. Just so proud. It's so awesome. Thank you. It really is. Talking Thank about you. me. I always saw it, and I was just like, oh, she's doing a podcast. That's freaking awesome. Listen, if like just like when you had that idea this idea and you're just like oh i don't know about this girl i don't know about this i'm like bro i barely speak english like sometimes i speak and like all my accent come full force all at the same time i don't even know how this is gonna work like um i don't think i'm born to be like on the screen like yeah i used to host and i do hosting stuff but i would legit just did it to like help out 
um, ASA back in college. Like I never saw myself in that aspect, but it's like, and to be honest, like people read didn't believe this, but I'm shy. Well, I used to be shy. But you? Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm really shy. It's just like a little bit. I'm yeah. Talking to people. But if you give me the option, like I'm okay just being in the room by myself and just just doing what I gotta do. Like I would never I wouldn't choose being out and like having mm. conversation. Um but then okay, like the another thing is also like my face speaks before I sometimes open my mouth. So sometimes like I need to work on that because I could talk to someone and they're gonna say something, I'm just gonna look at them like I'm like, oh, do you think I said it's like no, I can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> My face to tell before. Yo, staff meetings, we did not hide those faces. <laughs> They're like, they want us to do what? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what time does it start? <laughs> I know. I feel like you were the vo- you were the face and I was the the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I know our whore director. She was just like, bro. Um, I know. What is. Don't they pick? I think they picked us. But I know she was just like, why? <laughs> I know. And I think, did we have the most. No, we didn't. We had the blackest staff. And that, we that were one the white boy. We had one white kid. Yeah. We had that one white boy. Mm-hmm. Well, no, she's not white. But, um,. <laughs> she she's Spanish, but she's not like, and that's one thing. Like, yo, America is just a lot, you know. Like, yeah. like back in France, if someone is Spanish, it was like you're from Spain, mm. you know. And I come to America, and like, oh, I'm Spanish, but it's like, I'm from Puerto Rico, I'm from Mexico, I'm from I'm like, bro, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like so not Spanish, so it's like. So Spanish is not the language, now it's people. Like I got my head all come talk about Latin, 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 Latino, Dainos. It's yeah. Like can we just be like <laughs> children of can God? Just be me? <laughs> and keep it pushing. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen. Nikki, do you have anything else you would like to add? Uh, I hope everybody just embraces who they are. Yeah. To 100% yourself with no remorse, no guilt, no need to justify to anybody. Just be yourself from head to toe, from your hair to your shoes. Just be yourself. Because style is who you are. And hair is part of your style. That's good. That's good. Nah, seriously, 100%. 100%. I'm telling you, 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 like, the world can't tell you who you are. Like, the world is not going to tell you who you are. They're going to try to tell you who you should be, but they can't tell you who you are. So, exactly. I'm going to say it again. Family, they might do that too. But just stick exactly. to your guns. Like, get into that prayer closet, dad, say some prayers, and let your creator show you who you truly are. Because a vacuum doesn't know it is a vacuum unless it's programmed to be a vacuum by the programmer. Okay, a vacuum can can be tried to be a broom. It could try, but if it's not, it's not gonna be a broom. You know? Okay, that's all I gotta say. That's good. But ladies and gentlemen, this was Sika Talks the podcast with miss nikki b i hope you enjoyed this this was like different from what i've put out there but y'all know how it do is always going to be a different flavor every time it's not always going to be the same i might the next episode might be a little solo thing because i haven't had a solo in a while but we'll see where the spirit leads leads hey this english i think i spoke in english for a long time <laughs> Nikki, I appreciate you so much for coming up here and just 
pouring out into this platform. As I said, I can't wait to see where Kids Girls is going to go and everything you're going to do. It's going to just be so beautiful. Especially like when you work on, when you walk in purpose, like things might get hard. You might get frustrated. Some days you might just want to do anything. But just know, just remember the little heads that you're helping. Just remember those days. Just focus on those days. Don't let the distractions that are going to come around distract you and make you believe that, oh, this is not really you. Like, who do you think you are for doing this? Always remember that little girl that you saw in the mirror with those buns. Don't start. <laughs> and just just remember, okay? Just remember that little girl. That's all I got to tell you. Just remember that little girl and just know that you're helping other people out there. Okay? Awesome. Thank you, Sally. Thanks for You're having welcome. me. This is great. I can't wait for the reunion. Yeah, right? I'll see you in five years. In the, and it's going to be in the studio. It's not going to be audio. Ooh, yes. You're going to get to see the curls. Yes. Amazing. No, no. this has been awesome. Thank oh you God. again. Thanks You're for welcome. giving me this platform. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. I can't. I can't with you. Yeah. <laughs>